You are now listening to the Think 180 podcast from Inc. 180 Ministries in Chicago, Illinois. Hello and welcome. Please stand by. The secret side of me, I never let you see. I keep it caged, but I can't control it. So stay away from me, the beast is ugly. I feel the rage and I just can't hold it. It's matching on the walls, in the closet, in the halls. It comes away again, I can't control it. Hiding under the bed, in my body, in my head. Why won't somebody come and save me from this? Make it in. What's going on, everybody? It's Chris from Inc. 180. This is episode 23 of the Think 180 podcast. Joined, as always, by our friend Kyle Craning. Hey, what's going on, everybody? What is up? Coming up on Good Friday this week. Spring. They say it's spring, but we're watching the news and they're telling us it's going to snow again today. I'm not buying it. Best job in the world is a Chicago weatherman. <laughs> no other job can you be wrong 50% of the time and keep your money. And celebrity. Right? <laughs> For whatever that's worth. <laughs> Uh, got a lot to talk about. We've uh, we've been away for a, uh, a couple weeks. And it's hard being a dad, but uh, you know, Kyle's got a new baby, and I've got my three kids, and craziness and traveling. And so it's uh, it's good getting back together and be back with you guys today. We've got a lot to talk about. Um, of course, as always, we kind of throw this warning out there to um, parents. You know, kind of listen to this first. We got some stuff that we're going to talk about. It's kind of heavy and. Um, Want to just give you a heads up on that before we get going. Um, sex trafficking stuff is pretty heavy to hear, and we would rather you listen to that first and make the judgment on whether your kids are ready to, to hear that. And then certainly have those conversations afterwards, but uh, let's get right into it. This week, uh, we saw a uh, a vote on SESTA. It's the Stop, en- Stop Enabling Sex Traffickers Act. This is a big one that's been going on for Quite a few months. Uh, if you've followed us for a while, you know I have a, a pretty healthy disdain for Backpage.com and other mm. other websites like it. They're certainly not the only one, but uh, this act was put in place. Basically, the, the short version of it is it allows those who are victimized in trafficking to sue Backpage.com for allowing their traffickers to advertise them on Backpage and other ad or other sites. And um, it passed this week almost unanimously. There were two no votes on it. Why, I have absolutely no idea. Um, I I put it up there on Twitter this week, and I got a couple responses, and it was um, Senator Rand Paul from Kentucky and Ron Wyden from Oregon Mm -hmm. that opposed it. And the, the short version of the explanation that I received was that it had to do with privacy. And they didn't want people to just be able to sue websites for for things they didn't agree with. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not buying it. That that doesn't work with me. Um, I think it's a great thing. It passed. It's going to be interesting. One of the first things that we saw that came out of it, um, an announcement yesterday, Craigslist shut down all their personal ads. 
they're not having any more personal ads at all. They were shut down yesterday and wow. taken off their site. Craigslist used to be a huge issue um, as far as trafficking goes, but I think the big one that everybody talks about is Backpage.com, and there's certainly others too. And it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with Backpage in the coming weeks and months because their personal page, personal ad pages are still alive and unfortunately mm. well. And that's where these these traffickers are advertising their people that they're enslaving. So uh, I I always kind of tell people if you don't if you've not gone on Backpage and looked at their personal ads, you probably don't want to. Um, it's pretty disgusting, and um, there's f- pictures and videos and stuff. But it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with that um, as people start to come forward. I, lawsuits, I think, are going to start flying because law enforcement has made some really huge strides, especially federal law enforcement with um, making recoveries and getting convictions on these pimps. And we will see what happens, um, but it should be interesting. Um, we keep posting stuff about this on the Inc. 180 Facebook page, so I'd encourage you to check that out. And we will continue to do that as time goes on. Um, another thing that's kind of come to the surface, I mean, you know, we've been talking about this for months since the, since the whole Harvey Weinstein thing mm-hmm. came out and, you know, the Me Too movement and all these people being accused of sexual misconduct. And I want to I want to start by saying, you know, we let legal processes take place and, you know, we're, we're not judging these cases that we're going to talk about one way or the other, because we certainly have no firsthand knowledge of those cases. But it's stuff that's in the news and, and is being talked about. So I wanted to talk about it. Um, we're seeing more and more pastors being accused of sexual misconduct um, of different types. Um, there was one I read just yesterday. Um, Andy Savage with High Point Church in Memphis, a big mega church down there, um, was fired after an investigation revealed he had had an, an inappropriate relationship with a 17-year-old girl. Um, inappropriate relationship, I guess, is a nice way of saying he was molesting a 17-year-old girl, uh, whatever. Exactly. But he's gone. Um, I've heard, you know, there was a situation with a, a evangelical uh, guy named Clayton Jennings last year, right after he got married, that he had been accused of... Um, her sexually harassing women in his church and other churches. I don't, I don't know. I don't know the outcome of that. Um, but I mean, I'll tell you what, the one that really, really bummed me out was reading the story in the Chicago Tribune Thursday about pastor Bill Hybels at Willow Creek. And again, this, these are accusations. There's no one way or the other. We know what happened, nothing like that. Okay. So I'll make that clear. Because Bill Hybels is somebody that I've read a lot of his stuff, and I've I've certainly gone to his church. I've spoken in his church. Um, I've met him, and I've had nothing but the highest level of respect for him. And if this is true, it's it's going to break a lot of people's hearts because Bill is one of those beloved pastors that uh, a lot of us have learned from, and you know he's a just a brilliant brilliant mind. Um, Man, I, I just don't know even what to say. I mean, you know, reading stuff online, I certainly I have a lot of friends that are members of Willow Creek, and I've kind of asked them, like, how is this being handled at the church? And I guess last night, um, Pastor Bill had a, 
I don't know if he was there or if it was a video that they showed um, at Willow Creek last night to kind of of him kind of talking about what's going on and, and his side of things. And I saw um, their new pastor, well, one of the new pastors, they have co-pastors, Stephen Heather. Um, Heather posted something on Facebook last night and people flamed on it, man. They were, you know, kind of both ways, right? People are like, there's absolutely, there's no way, there's no way this could be true. And then the other side, you're like, people are like, oh, this is absolutely ridiculous. He needs to go away. They mm-hmm. need to have a full review of everything. And it is important to say that there has been an independent outside investigation of this. And that investigation showed that there was no evidence of anything happening. I want to mm-hmm. say that. Um, so I don't know. Um, you know, I, a lot of people I saw, well, we want proof that this happened. I'm like, well, what do you want a video? Like right. how, you're, you're not going to get proof. You know, you're, you're going to have two sides presenting their side of what they say happened and you choose to believe one or the other. That's right. kind of how it works. Unfortunately, this isn't like the Ray Rice situation. There's <laughs> yeah, yeah. Video cameras. <laughs> right. Well, it's far different extreme. (laughs) Yeah, totally. But uh, still, yeah. But I guess one of the things I want to really talk about in this is, you know, whether it's true or not in any of these situations, why do we hold pastors, almost put them up on a pedestal? Some of these guys, like, right below Jesus. You know, (laughs) like, like they're an apostle, you know? And why, why do we think that them... Anyone or any of us is above sin and above making a bad decision. I mean, we've all made bad mistakes and some way worse than others. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I think we look at when it's a pastor and I know I, I looked at, I'm talking to myself too. I'm not just talking to people. Listen to this. Like, why do we look at these guys and think that they're any different than any, anyone else? Um, we're all capable of making bad choices. I know that better than anybody because I've made some really bad ones in the past, but it's, um, I don't know. It's, it's going to be interesting. This whole thing, this, I guess this last, really this last year since this whole thing started, it's been kind of whir- of a whirlwind of emotions, right? So we've had, first it was, you know, people in Hollywood and you know, now politicians, of course, there's all this stuff with Trump and, porn stars and playboy models and it's like domestic issues too yeah tons of stuff in the white house yeah well yeah they can't they can't keep a cabinet i mean cabinets from ikea last longer (laughs) it's crazy but uh not really getting into a whole political discussion but things are Upside down. It feels like we live in like the upside down united states and all the bad stuff is just falling out and i that's good. I mean, on one hand, I'm I'm really happy that people happy's not the right word. It's good to see that people who have been victimized or wronged have a voice mm-hmm. and they're taking that voice and they're using their voice and they're making it known and they're empowering other people to come forward and say, yeah, you know, this is going on and this needs to stop because it uh, it needs to stop. It absolutely does. Definitely. You know, I, I talked about it before, but, you know, this last year has really changed a lot of the way I talk and I speak in my, when I speak at events or churches or whatnot. And it's like, you know, I've always had little like underlying 
things that I always talk about, like for, for the longest time, it's been about mental health, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's something I've struggled with in the past and, and still, um, and I, I've always wanted to make that and put that out there. Now it's my message is, I mean, I still do that, but I'm also doing this whole angle on like, guys, we got to do better. Like <laughs> this is, this is so stupid that mm -hmm. this is going on. It really is right to see these different things. And we really have to get better with what's going on in the world. Um, so who knows? We'll see what happens in the coming weeks and months with this. And, uh, I'm sure these won't be the only stories. I'm sure there's going to be more and more and more and more as time goes on. Right. And it's dangerous too, because and we've already seen a couple instances of this where, you know, there's allegations for the sake of, yeah, the spotlight. Yeah, which it's, I feel terrible even saying that, but no, but it's, it's true. Real. It happens sometimes, and it you don't want to. When someone comes forward, you don't want to say, "Oh no, this person is just trying to get money or attention or something." But there are those instances, and it's been proven yeah. within the last year. Well, there's some of these that are coming out now too, where you know it happened like nine, ten years ago, and people are like, "Oh, there's no way that's real." And I'm like, "Well, how do you know?" Like sometimes, sometimes people who went through that can never talk about it. Sometimes it takes years. Sometimes they can talk about it the next day. Like everybody's different. But yeah, that's my fear too. Is that we are going to see, you know, certain instances where it's fabricated and whatever. Right. Um, and that just, all that does is discredit the real victims. You know, it takes away from their story. Right. So. Now, as a question to you. Yeah. From people you've helped recover. Mm -hmm. For those who have been abused, mistreated, raped, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Regardless of the amount of time, how long ago it was or how recent it was. Yeah. Can you tell when they're talking about it, when they do decide to open up, if they decide to open up? Yeah. If they're if it's legitimate or not. Not that you're trying to judge them, but yeah. I'm sure you can spot those who are who legitimately went through something, experienced mm -hmm. something, and those who are making it up. Do you think you that's something that yeah. you could spot yeah definitely i mean with the trafficking stuff it's very easy it, it's you know it's um it the the trauma is written all over their face you know i and we have but we have had one person that got in here and told a story that it was like right when we started doing trafficking removals mm -hmm. and um, she had such a convincing story it seemed real right until there were a couple things, and it was Lisa, honestly, that caught it and was like, yeah, so wow. something's not right here. So we went, and <laughs> it was actually when we were doing the documentary, and she had, co she had come in and had she was very eager to tell her story, which is pretty unusual, right? right? Um, but we were like, okay, you know, she wants to tell her story. You know, we'll let her, we'll let her tell her story. And as she's doing it, I'm like, Lisa and I were both kind of looking at each other like something's not right here. Like she was still able to go to school and mm -hmm. there was just certain little red flags that kind of popped up and we, um, we checked it out with law enforcement and they're like, yeah, no, we have no record of her or her case or her trafficker or wow. any of this. And, uh, and it, I'll tell you it, um, as people, Lisa and I, we both see ourselves as being pretty street smart. So it, you know, it popped up to us and, and, you know, 
we were doing tattoo removals for her on her wrists and it it's a multi-step process and i'll tell you we could have said hey you know what you lied to us get out of here right um but instead what we chose to do is just kind of keep it going we did not feature her in the documentary because naturally duh, I right mean, yeah her story's made up we're not gonna do that um but we're also not going to shun her and tell her to go pound sand because obviously if somebody has it in their mind to make up a story as sick as the story she made up to tell us, something's not right in her life. Like something's going on in her world. So we continue, we helped her out. We finished removing the tattoo, but she, uh, yeah, she definitely tried to pull one over on us, and it it broke my heart because right. there's so many people out there that need our help, and I'm like, you're gonna come in here and lie, and make it up, and you're gonna lie and make it up and try and get it on our documentary, <laughs> your lied and made up contrived story, right? But we never did go to her and say, hey, you know, why'd you lie to us? We never said that. We just were like, yep, we'll help you. Just come on in and and. uh no, it's, you know, with trafficking survivors, it's super easy to tell yeah. what's real and what's not. I just imagine to be such a hard thing to do, you yeah. know, because you don't, you want to help these people. You don't want to sit there and judge whether or not they're no. being genuine. But yeah. at the same time, you have to put some type of defense mechanism up after this particular incident. Yeah, and I'll tell you, it wouldn't have even been a big deal if she hadn't been filmed for the documentary. I think that's what upset me more than anything. Oh, that yeah. and the fact that she was trying to pull over, pull one over on us just to get free help when we could be helping somebody that really needed it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it just, it bummed me out pretty bad. I was, I was, when that happened, I was kind of like throwing my hands up in the air. I'm like, do I, do I really want to do this? Like, right. am I really going to subject myself to this kind of garbage? And you know, the answer of course is yeah. You know, you're going to, Whenever you're doing something good or, or positive or, and certainly for free, you're going to get people that try and get one over on you. Right. We've had that in other cases, too. Wow, man. But, yeah, it's, um, I guess, it, and it's probably, too, because I'm just so hypersensitive to the whole trafficking survivor thing. And I, uh, you know, I, I'm all about listening. I'm a, I'm an active listener with that, especially with them, but really with all my clients, I just... I want to listen for points that I could help with, even if it's something little. Mm-hmm. So I've learned how to really listen to that and pick it out and kind of dissect things. But yeah, that one, it's still, I mean, it was, you know, three and a half, almost four years ago, and it still bothers me from <laughs> time to time. I would imagine. Like she she wrote a message on the, the Freedom Tree wall and stuff. I'm like, yeah, we're blacking that out. Oh. It's like, <laughs> Wow. It's not real, man. I'm not going to have survivors sit and listen or read that when it's just not authentic. It's not right. Jeez. But we we ended up helping her. And this is one of the things, you know, people, the, we've had people trying and kind of get one over on us on like self-harm stuff. And, you know, I had, I had a dude that came in here, this is a few years ago, and he had two scratches on his forearm, like fresh, like scratches though, like a little abrasions. He's like, yeah, I want to get this covered up. <laughs> I'm like, What's that? And he's like, well, it's from self-harm. I'm like, yeah, Did no. your cat scratch you yeah. this morning? Yeah, I mean, it looked like he got scratched by a tree, you right. know? And, and I'm like, well, I said, you know, first of all, they're healing, so you can't tattoo over it. And I said, tell me what this is. He's like, well, 
I broke up, my girlfriend broke up with me and I was on my bicycle and I try, I rode off a side of a hill and got all scratched up. <laughs> I'm like, come on, man. I'm like, bro, come on. You know, that's, I mean, it's not self-harm, you know, self-harm. I know what self-harm is now. It's, you know, Sophie has done a great job of educating me on that whole issue um, because of her background with it, but. I'm like, why are you trying to pull over? I mean, I've had people come in here. I had this. Oh, this is my favorite. This is the best, right? And I'm not. I was gonna say I'm not making fun, but I, I guess I kind of am. But I gotta kind of make light of this one. But this kid came in. This was probably three years ago, and he had two initials on his forearm, okay. and like in old English letters. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, I need to get this covered up. It's a old gang tattoo and I'm looking at it and I'm like, like, I know my gang tattoos, right? Like the He-Man woman haters? <sighs> yeah. Well, no, it's just like two, two letters and I'm looking at it and I'm like, Hey, and he's, I mean, he walks in here, you know, wearing a polo shirt and jeans. And I'm like, you look like you just walked out of a coffee bar and I'm like, okay, nothing about this kid says gangster, but okay, I'll play along. And, I was like, what gang is that? I was like, I don't recognize that. He made up some BS gang. And uh, he's like, yeah, I'm from the South Side. And like, well, I really know the South Side right. gangs because I'm <laughs> practically I'm up there all the time. But um, it's, it was his initials. Oh, come on. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, that's your initials. Stop. No, no, it's from like, come on. I'm like, if you need a cover up, I'll give you a discount on a cover up, but don't lie to me, you know? And uh, he's like, well, yeah. And if I like fessed up to it and I ended up doing the cover up for him, I give him a break on it. But I'm like, just, I'm not stupid. I mean, I was born in the morning, but it wasn't this morning. Right. You know, like, <laughs> gosh, man. That's all. Yeah, it happens. You know, whenever you're, you're doing something for free, some, there's always going to be somebody that tries to take advantage and. But, um, yeah, these, you know, the, the stories of survivors that have come through, I'll never forget, you know, I just, they will be burned into my mind for the rest of my life. And it's a, it's a blessing and it's a curse, you know, it's a blessing because it's taught me a lot about compassion. It's taught me a lot about listening and it's taught me a lot about how much work we have to do and just Mm -hmm. that there is a lot of evil out there, but it's a curse too, because I just, I have so much sadness based on their stories just you know i mean i i could start writing music it's that it's i was talking to my son tyler about that he writes he's a musician he writes music i'm like dude if you ever want to write some songs about trafficking stuff like let's do it i'll help you write it you write this baker mixtape coming yeah. soon <laughs> whoop, whoop, whoop. yeah i'll have to get one of those like uh what is uh the whole air horns and stuff yeah. <laughs> But uh, no, I'll leave it. To, I'll leave the music to Tyler and, and the boys from Who Knows. So um, another story. This is a real heavy story. This is I, I posted this on the Facebook page, and I, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on it, but I do want to bring it up, and I, I do want you to go check it out. Um, that was posted yesterday, uh, which would be March twenty third, if you want to search through the Facebook page for it. But a woman in Wisconsin is facing trial. For injecting her children with meth and allowing men to molest them and videotape it and take pictures. And um, 
every time I see a story like this or along this vein, I always stop and say, man, like how evil is the world? Like how bad does the world have to screw up before Jesus just destroys us all and starts over? Um, and I'm like, meth, like doesn't meth make you stay awake? So I'm reading this story and she injected the kids with methamphetamine to make them stay awake through it. And it started when they were babies and it went on for eight to nine years. And I was like, how sick, how sick is, how sick do people have to be? Um, you know, if she's injecting the kids with meth, I'm sure, you know, she's probably dealing with chemical dependency issues of her own. And that's probably how she was paying for her meth or whatever she was using. I, I don't know, but this is the kind of stuff that I read and I bring it up when my pastor tells me I need to pray for everybody. You know, I posted that story yesterday and I knew like, I knew the minute that I posted it, that I was going to have to watch the comments on the thread because we have profanity filters set up on the Facebook page. Cause I know that there's kids that go on and, and not kids, but like teens and stuff to go on and check it out too and use it for research for um, school projects and stuff. But <clears throat> people were saying some pretty, pretty off the wall stuff and, you know, about what should happen or what they wished would happen to this woman. And I mean, I won't, I won't even get into that, but, uh, they were, they were pretty rough. Um, and I understand, I mean, I understand the, the initial, the immediate fury, just the, the feelings that are, that pour out of us when we read something like that. Um, it, but it was, it was, a it was an eye opener, but, um, check out that story. It's just, it's a sad state of where this this country is. I mean, we have people that are addicted to drugs that are selling their kids to predators, to um, pedophiles, to child pornographers, um, just to get a fix. And it's just it's a terrible situation that we're seeing. So check that out. All right, I want to I want to get. I feel like it's been a downer. Episode twenty three has been a downer. <laughs> this is right. You know, Michael Jordan's episode should be a little bit higher note, but. Uh, Wanted to share something really cool with everybody. Um, a few weeks ago, I actually had a really good idea. It happens from time to time. And um, I th- we may have, may have talked about the getting the new ink set, but right. just in case you hadn't heard the last uh, or the update on it, what, basically what I did was I said, you know, let's let's order this new ink set just for cover-ups. And um, because cover-ups are kind of a different animal when you're talking about tattooing. The, the ink needs to be a little bit thicker than normal. Most tattoo inks are pretty opaque. And I found this awesome ink by Solid Ink. Uh, they're based out of Miami. Great company. And I was like, oh, man, this would make my life so much easier for doing these cover-ups. But the the set was, it was like 1200 bucks, And I factored it out or divided, whatever. Math, not my thing. Math. Okay. <laughs> I did that <laughs> I did math, math stuff. Um, thanks to my iPhone. But uh, I, I checked it out and it was like, it broke down to like 20 bucks a bottle. I was like, well, you know, we have 37,000 people that follow us on Facebook. So I put a video on Facebook. I said, hey, we're looking to buy this ink set. Here's what it's for. Here's why we're doing it. Um, Will you sponsor a bottle of ink? So people started donating 20 bucks, 40 bucks, you know, 20 bucks here and 60 bucks. And but what I said was (laughs) for the first 60 people that do this, I'm going to put your name on a label on a bottle of ink and. 
the reason I wanted to do that is I want the survivors coming in here to be able to see, hey, you know, a lot of people come together to make this possible for you. It's not just us sitting in this room. It's a lot of people out there that help make this possible. And uh, so we got the ink set in. I got everything labeled right away. They look awesome. I put some pictures up on the Facebook page. And we finally got uh, to start using that in the last couple of weeks. And it's been so cool to um, to use those inks and have them sitting there on the table while we're working on their tattoo and tell them the story of the set and all the names and what it, what it means. And you know, I've had a couple of people ask me before I even start telling them about it. And I explained to them, like, these are all the people that came together to make your tattoo cover-up possible. And it's really cool. It's a really cool conversation. It it really means a lot to them, too, because they know that there's people out there that that care. You know, that's just something that's new to them. They haven't had a whole lot of people caring about their their lives in a long time. So uh, it was really cool to have that uh, for them and to be able to have those conversations and just super cool. Um, and you post a picture on uh, Facebook, I think, mm-hmm. panoramic picture of it of the set. Yeah, when you first got it in, got them labeled, and man, they looked yeah, it looked beautiful. Yeah, it was cool, right? And then you know the cover ups that I've been able to do since then with this new ink have been so much easier to do, and the results have been awesome. They just, I did um, the first one I did, I did a really cool like purple lotus blossom. Mm-hmm. With, a, with a dragonfly flying off of it. It was just killer. Um, and she loved it. The, the The old tattoo was pretty horrible that we covered up. But, man, it, that ink went right over it. Awesome. Like, it wasn't even there. So I want to thank everybody for that again. I want to thank everybody that supports our ministry, helps, you know, make it possible. And, you know, I want to thank, again, all of our friends at Alpine that have just really <laughs> radically blessed us lately. Um, you guys have really helped pull us out of a, a spot. You know, of course my friend Chris is just a huge support. We've got so many people that um, support us every month uh, through monthly online giving through our PayPal. And it's just, it, it makes it so much easier to do it when I don't have to worry about how I'm going to pay for needles and, you know, the light bill and stuff like that. So I just want to thank again, everybody as often as possible um, for all that you guys do to, to help make this ministry function. Um, got a few announcements to close things out. I'm excited. I, I'm, you know, I've been traveling. I went to New York City. I uh, talked about that in episode 22. Spoke at Fordham University. That was cool. Um, but this week, I'm going down to Nashville. Part of it's for work, but music. Part of it's for something a little scary. My second kid's going to college in a couple of years, so we're going to look down at Belmont University and, and uh, Middle Tennessee State this week. Because he wants to major in music and music production and education. So Tyler and I are going to do that. He's actually turned 16 on Sunday, on Monday. So crazy, crazy how fast my kids are growing up. Oh, man. You better, better buckle up, man, because yours are going to be the same age pretty quick. <laughs> number, uh, birthday number three. Yeah. Three years old this May. My first See, one. It flies by, man. I know. It flies by. And it's funny because when people used to tell me that when I was at, like when my kids were your kids' age, I was yeah. like, Psh, whatever, eighteen's a long right. time, right? right. <laughs> nah, no, it's not. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the day after Easter, I'm flying back home to LA for uh, a week. I'm covering up five sex trafficking tattoos for survivors out there. Uh, I'm gonna work with some great organizations. Gonna catch up with some old friends. Gonna go home and uh, see. 
see some old friends and old neighborhoods and just try to decompress for a day or two. I guess I have a, a day and a half of free time, I guess, while I'm out there. Um, but if you could just be praying for the people that were doing the cover-ups for out there and, and for us to do some good work and say the right things and do what we got to do. But um, thank you guys for everything, for all the support. We love you guys. Um, tell your friends about the, the podcast. I promise next week I'm going to try and make it all happy stuff. This we'll one try. just feels heavy. Give it to him, KB. You see, we're on a mission from God.